Job chapter 4. If you remember, his three friends came to see him. And when they looked at him, they, they didn't recognize him. They didn't know who he was. And they sat there for seven days in silence. They never said one word. And then in chapter 4, Eliphaz, the Temanite, was the first to speak. And he said, if we sway or decide to commune with you, will you be grieved? Will it trouble you if we decide to speak? But who can withhold himself from speaking? And then look what he says to him. Now, this is a real true friend. He said, you have instructed many, and you have strengthened the weak hands. The words have upholden him that was falling and you have strengthened the feeble knees. But, watch out. When you see that word, but, something is coming. Now it's come upon thee, and you faint. Boy, that's a friend for you. You've lost your family. You've lost your money. You've lost your cattle. Your wife is, wants you to die. And you're about to faint. After all that you've said to other people. It touched you and you are troubled. Oh, no, that's what Job needed to hear. Is it not this thy fear, thy confidence, thy hope, and the uprightness of thy ways? Remember, I pray you, whoever perished being innocent, or where were the righteous cut off? You've been doing something wrong, Tob. Even as I have seen they that plow iniquity and show wickedness reap the same. I don't know what you've been doing wrong, but I know that if you plow selfishness, you sow wickedness. By the blast of God they perish, and by the breath of his nostrils are they consumed. The roaring of the lion and the voice of the fierce lion and the teeth of the young lions are broken. The old lion perish for lack of prey and the stout lion's whelps are scattered abroad. Now a thing was secretly brought to me and my ear received a little thereof. He had a dream. In thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falleth on men. So he has a dream. Fear came upon me, and I was trembling, which made all my bones to shake. Isn't that something? He was shaking all over. Then a spirit passed before my face, and the hair on my body stood up. Can't you just see that? It stood still, but I could not discern the form thereof. An image was before mine eyes. There was silence, and I heard a voice saying, Shall mortal man be more just than God? Shall a man be more pure than his maker? Behold, he put no trust in his servants, and his angels he charged with folly. How much less in them that dwell in houses of clay, whose foundation is in the dust, which are crushed 
before the moth. They're destroyed from morning to evening. They perish for forever without any regarding it. Does not their excellency which is in them go away? They die without wisdom. Man, he is accusing Job. And then in verse 6, he says, Call now, if there be any that will answer you, and to which of the saints will you turn? You got any friends left, Job? You got anybody you can turn to? Verse 2, wrath kills the foolish man, and envy slays the silly one. So he's accusing him. His children are far from safety. They're crushed in the gate. Neither is there any way to deliver them. What a scathing dissertation to Job, whose harvest the hungry eat up and take it even out of the thorns and the robber swallows up their substance. Although affliction comes not forth of the dust, neither does trouble spring out of the ground. You see, man's behavior causes trouble and causes affliction. It doesn't just come out of the earth. Man is born under trouble as the sparks fly upward. I would seek unto God, and unto God would I commit my cause which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. Job, you should go to God and let him work miracles in your life. Because he gives rain on the earth and sends waters on the fields to set up on high those that be low, that those which mourn may be exalted to safety, He disappointeth the devices of the crafty so that their hands cannot perform their enterprise. He takes the wise in their own craftiness and the counsel of Freud is carried headlong. They meet with darkness in the daytime and grope in the noonday as in the night. People that don't realize the rain comes from God And everything we have comes from God. They grope in the noonday as it's in the night. There's darkness all around them. He's accusing Job of disobedience. And his behavior has caused all this to come upon him. Then in verse 15, he says, He saves the poor from the sword, from their mouth and from the hand of the mighty. So the poor has hope, and iniquity stops her mouth. (coughs) Excuse me. Behold, happy is the man whom God corrects. Therefore despise not the chastening of the Almighty. (coughs) That brings me back to Romans chapter 28 and 29. (coughs) which says all things work together for good to those that love the Lord, to those that are called according to his purpose. And what is the purpose of God? We're told in the next verse, Romans 8, 29, 
for whom he did foreknow, <clears throat> he did predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. If you think about what Jesus went through, the torture, the torment, the rejection, the ridicule, whatever we go through is minor. But when hard times come on us, it's never for punishment. God's trying to conform us to be like Jesus. And how did Jesus take it? He never said a word. When there was murmuring and complaining, I just love it that he departed. He never got into an argument. He just walked away. And I believe that's what God would have us do. We aren't called on to argue with people about the truth. We're just called on to state it. And those that believe it are rewarded. And those that don't, it's their business. But remember this verse, I love it. Happy is the man whom God corrects. When God has corrected you, are you happy? You should be. Don't despise the chastening of the Almighty. The word chastening means teaching. And God teaches us through the challenges of the day. And there are many. And I believe with all my heart they're going to get worse. He maketh sore and bindeth up. He woundeth and his hands make whole. He takes care of his own. When you're wounded, he fixes you. He, he binds you up. He will deliver you in, in six troubles. Yea, of seven, there shall no evil touch thee. And here they are. In famine, he'll redeem you from death. When a famine comes, he'll provide for you. In war from the power of the sword, he'll protect you from being destroyed by war. And then you'll be hid from the scourge of the tongue. Man, I'll tell you, the tongue is evil. The tongue can do so much damage. And the tongue can make life so miserable. So let's be careful what we say and to whom we say it. Neither shall you be afraid of destruction when it comes. So famine and war and evil speaking. At destruction and famine you will laugh. Neither shall you be afraid of the beast of the earth. That's the way to live. You see, if we believe all this, what do we have to worry about? It's so easy to look at the situation in the world and panic and think, oh, it's just awful. Our currency is going to collapse. I won't have any money. I can't buy anything. What am I going to do? In verse 23, you shall be in league with the stones of the field. The beasts of the field shall be at peace with you. Nothing destroys the stones in the field. And you will know that your tabernacle will be in peace. What is your tabernacle? That's your body. The word tabernacle means dwelling place. And you see, our body is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. And our body shall be in peace. 
and you shall visit your habitation and shall not sin. You shall know also that your seed shall be great. Your children will prosper. I hear so many people <clears throat> talking about how they fear the future for their grandchildren. And yet God says he will protect them. You will know that your seed is great and your offspring is the grass of the earth. You will come to your grave in a full age, like as a shuck of corn comes in his season. Lo this, we have searched it. So it is, hear it, and know it for thy good. What is the message that this man ends up telling Job? Basically, all this that's happened to you is going to be for your good. And God is going to work in your life in a great and miraculous way. And you really don't have to fear war or famine or pestilence. Just put your faith and trust in God. And as I conclude this podcast, that's my encouragement to you. Don't let the cares of the world trip you up. <coughs> God bless you.